How's it going, guys and girls? Welcome to the Be More podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. You guys are going to love this. There's so many gems in this when it comes to mindset, so many life lessons from Meg. It's literally so good. So enjoy the show, guys, and definitely go and share this over on your Instagram stories once you listen to it. Tag myself and Megan in it and let us know what you think. And if you haven't already, please do leave me a review. And if you enjoy the show, make sure you share it with a friend, um, as this is definitely a massive inspirational story that you guys are going to get loads from. Cheers, guys. Enjoy the show. Hello. Boom. All right. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Very good. I'm excited after today's event. It was great, me wasn't it? No, honestly, I you always leave an event just feeling full of energy, even though it's like quite a lot of information. I always leave buzzing. Like it's great. It was brilliant, wasn't it? So good, so good. And we are all here tonight to hear your story, which yeah. I'm super excited for. So yeah, let's hear it. Tell us a bit about you, Meg. So I am 27. Um, I am a kitchen and bathroom designer and have been for 10 years now. Um, absolutely love my job. Absolutely love it. Um, don't love the long hours. Don't love the responsibility. Um, but I am quite a creative person, so it does fit quite well. Um, love my health and fitness. Really, really into that. Have been for, for some time now. Um, but I've always wanted more from my life. Always. From where I go, really. I love it. So t talk us through like you growing up. I want to know all the details, Meg. Come on, tell us. What, what was it like growing up and stuff? All the details. So growing up, I was I was quite fortunate. Like my mum and dad, well, they broke up when I was quite young. Um, so I then, my mum then met Tim, which is now my stepdad has been for over 20 years. So like brought up in quite a nice environment. You know, we always went on holidays. Um, mind you, it wasn't always affordable for our family. So it was always something that they'd either put on a credit card or, you know, try and scrounge the money from somewhere. But we always managed to have like a really good childhood. Um, I've got a brother, an older brother who lives in London. Um, but started modelling when I was about 12. So always knew that I wanted to do something along the avenues of that. Like, I was always really inspired by like, runway models and fashion and all that sort of stuff and I was a dancer growing up as well so always been in the creative industry and always been quite into that side of things but as I got older realized that I just wanted to make a lot of money um, and that is where the drive to be a model really came from because I knew that there was a serious amount of money that you could make if you made it but obviously with that comes pressure so pressure on what you look like, pressure on whether you're too fat or too skinny or you're, you've always got to show up and your appearance is a, like a massive, massive thing. So that was the side of the industry that I really didn't like because um, I think it makes you become quite obsessed and quite infatuated with what you look like. And that was the side of it that I really wasn't enjoying. So decided that my modelling career sort of swiftly ended when I was about 18, 19 um, and realised that then I was like, right, what am I going to do now? So obviously along the process, I'd always danced and always been a dancer and wanted to dance on a cruise ship. So that was my goal. So I thought, what else can I do? I can travel the world. I can do what I love to do, but without the pressures of modelling. So then unfortunately had a really bad knee injury, um, really damaged my ACL and my knee. Um, so that again, swiftly came to an end. So I was like, right, so I can't be a model. I can't dance. What the bloody hell am I going to do? 
so that's when I started designing kitchens. So I started off just working in a retail place and then, yeah, just then progressed on from there. Because again, I was very money driven. I think it was because, mainly because when I was growing up, my mum and dad didn't necessarily have the money. Uh, and this this isn't to dispute what they have done for us or anything like that, but I just knew that I didn't want a life like that. I just, I wanted to be more than comfortable. Mm. And I always knew that sort of growing up when I was to have kids and things like that, I wanted to be financially free and not worry when the next paycheck was coming from. So I think that was ultimately what drove me to wanting to earn more money. Um, and I've always been quite driven by that. But that's changed as I've got older. That has changed. Let's go back into the modeling part. Yeah. I think this is really interesting, especially in the world of Instagram and mm. highlight reels. What did that do to you by, by being in that industry, like mentally for those six years? And do you think it's still had an effect on you now or do you feel like it's something that's in the past for you or how do you feel? I think probably over the past two years, it's definitely subsided, like 100%. I've realised that beauty is from an inner space rather than from an external space. Um, but growing up, it was huge, like massive, you know, it had a massive effect. I was always, I would only show my best bits on social media. Like you would look on my page and think, blimey, she's a stuff up bitch. Like that's, and that's the perception that people used to have on me. And, you know, people would look and think, oh God, all she does is want to be hanging around with celebrities and be doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, she only, she's a bit of a poser, always putting filters on my pictures because the, always felt like the the perfection of a person you, you could never show your imperfections because you that that just wasn't done you know I would never go out without makeup um always wanted to look my best and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to look nice and feel nice and be confident but I was doing it for all the wrong reasons do you think you were confident no not at all so I, was it almost like an insecurity and that was just like Definitely. I think it's a facade. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to this, that you can claim that you're confident. Like I've always been quite an extrovert person. Like I've always been someone that could speak in front of people, doesn't mind meeting new people, but I don't think that defines confidence. And I think that you, we can get very blindsided. And I was very much like that. You know, I was, I looked confident, but some of the stuff that had happened in my life completely shattered that. And that was a huge insecurity, I think, a massive insecurity. Big time. So what have you learned like over the last few years that's really helped you with like self-confidence and, and maybe not having those insecurities that you had back then? So I think the moment I took like the personal development route, you know, like the, the point where like, I took a turning point was um, something quite significant happened in my life where um, this will be for another life. But um, I had to go through like a, a quite a horrendous court case or something that happened years ago. And that was the turning point for me where I was like, this, like, I need to really focus on my mind. Like, if I can't get control of my mind, then it's just going to control me. And that was the turning point for me where I was like, I really need to work on myself. And that doesn't mean aesthetically. That means internally, my mental attitude, my habits, my, like, the thing that really drives me. And, and I realized that all of my life, like growing up, I was really, I really thought I wanted to be famous because I thought that getting to that amount of, getting to that point in my life, I would feel accomplished, you know, like I'd, I'd earn a lot of money, like going on TV and things like that. Like I thought after that, I'd be like, yeah, I'm accomplished. I've achieved it now. Now what? But I couldn't have been like more wrong about the situation. I think like, but when I finally decided to do the personal development and even more so now, like it's like, it's even stronger now, but beforehand it was, it, I, 
really started taking spirituality quite seriously you know working on like my inner work even down to the fact of meditating every day surrounding myself with people that were like-minded in that route and it really calmed my mind like massively from all of the distraction tell me about tv because i know you did a couple of little roles like i want to know what what happened tell me yeah so um one of my exes callum so obviously he was on he's quite well known in the tv world and we've been dating for a couple of years um and then i got a phone call from mtv and they i'd recently become single at the time so they said to me like do you want to come on this show like we can't tell you what it's about but do you want to come and fly to marbella and i was like right driving to work at seven o'clock in the morning thinking nah this can't be real surely not they were like look we'll pay for you like we'll pay for expenses just let us know how much you want to be paid and i was like sorry like this this is meg from like Portsmouth like surely they asked you how much you want to be paid yeah and I was like at this point had no management didn't have a clue what sort of price to go in did like couldn't speak to them because they were already there in Marbella you don't have any access to any phones or any outside world so I was thinking right who do I phone phone my mum mum MTV have just rung me she's like what's MTV I was thinking oh god this is not gonna go very well (laughs) and then yeah so then after that I was like what have I got to lose you know so I accepted and within a week I was in Marbella. So luckily I managed to get the time off of work and stuff like that. I do not regret the experience at all. It, it definitely reaffirmed to me why I did not want to ever be in that world. And that is merely for the, purely for the fact that it's, it's very artificial and this is not dis- disregarding anybody that is in the industry because hats off to you, it's hard. It is hard work, like mentally draining. And you know, it, it was, it was such an incredible experience, you know, experience it from the other side of the TV, you know, constantly got cameras on you, constantly wearing a microphone, being careful what you say, realising this is going to go out in a hundred different countries and thinking, shit, like I could say anything right now. But my intention was like, nobody knows me. I've got nothing to lose. And I had faith in myself that I was a good enough person that no matter how they tried to portray me, because TV is very, very, it's very difficult. They, you can say one thing and it'll come across in another way. So I always had that in the back of my mind, but it was just, you know, I met some amazing people that I'm still in contact with now. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah, it was a really incredible experience, but it did reaffirm to me that that will never make me happy. A lot of people that are on those shows and on TV, they are not happy. They are not internally happy. They don't, they don't feel that contentment. You know, like there's always like people like us where we want more and we're, we're driven and we strive. But when you open the door and you close the door in the evening and you're with your loved one, and you get that feeling, they don't get that feeling. It's quite a lonely world, and I know that I don't want to be lonely. Yeah. So how long was you on that program for? So I was there for three and a half weeks um, on the program, but on five episodes. So, again, it was it felt like a lifetime. Like, and what did you do to, like, your profile, like, for example, your Instagram? How long ago was it? Was it your, because I don't watch this stuff. No. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Talk me through it. Well, the program itself. No, I mean, like, how long ago was you on there? Like, I kind of know what it is. Yeah, so um, we filmed it in 2019 and it aired in 2020. So, again, one of those things that I was, like, holding on to secretly deep down, if I'm being honest, thinking this is where I take off. Like, this is going to be my moment. Like, MTV is huge. Like, this is going to be it. And it released when COVID happened. So nobody could go out. No, we couldn't go. We couldn't go to any PR events. We couldn't advertise it. And it was literally solely based on social media and like adverts and stuff like that. So the massive kickoff that I was hoping for never happened. 
And don't get me wrong, like I got paid like a nice amount of money, which by the way, they did negotiate down. I started off at a very high figure and it quickly got dwindled down. But I'm very grateful for the experience and the money that I had. It helped me pay off some debt, you know, bought a car, stupid investment idea, that sort of thing. But we learn lessons as we go on. But yeah, no, it was, it, yeah, it, it was an experience to say the least. And what, what did you like learn from it? I think I learned who I was at that point. That was that was where it really started to be like, I started to find out who I was, what I wanted and what I stood for. I think when you're surrounded by TV for people who are in that world is fake. There are no genuine connections and not, not in all cases, in some cases, in most of the cases, there's not genuine connections. There's not genuine reasons for wanting to go on this. I was thinking it's going to be my big break. I'm going to be able to get all the money that I've ever hoped for and I'm going to be able to pay off my credit card. That was where I was going. I was thinking, and I'll get a free holiday in Marbella. I was thinking, I haven't seen the sun in ages. I'm going to go. So for me, the, the incentive was there for the right reason. But I think the turning point was at the point where I was like, after I came out of the show, loved the lifestyle. We stayed in Marbella for a week and then I really got to see how the celebrities live. Like you go to beach clubs and things and everything's paid for. And I'm like, well, I don't need to pay for entry. And they're like, no. Like, and then all the food bill, 1500 pound food bill paid for just because you are who you are, you know? And I was like, this is a different world. But it's, I realized I don't want to be in that world. I didn't want to do that. Like, and I think I learned so much about myself that you really have to dig deep to find out what is important to you. 100%. So earlier you were talking about you had your court case and that really mm. pain in your life made you go and get into personal development. Yeah. I want to know, like, what would Meg, maybe five years ago, what advice could you be giving her rather than having to go through that moment of big stress in your life to get into personal development? Like, what advice would you give to the people listening to really get started on a personal development journey? I think one of the biggest things for me is that you really have to trust your intuition. Like, you know, like we know deep down, like get rid of all the bullshit, like get rid of all the judgment, get rid of social media and everything. When you come to being in silent places on your own, you know exactly what is right for you. Like, and I think this is where you really have to trust your gut. You know, when you get a gut feeling and you're like, no, this is right, but you go with something else anyway. Like, I really feel like you just have to trust yourself don't get me wrong like i've got such a great support network now but then i didn't have that the only person i had was myself like obviously my mum was there and things like that but when you think that something like i feel like you just you really have to just trust who you are in this like life i feel like we can get so clouded by other people's opinions and by what other people think you should do and 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 all of those things that like deep down you know what you need to do to get to where you need to be. And sometimes just taking that leap of faith is, is the bit that you need to do. And sometimes the hardest thing to do, because I knew that going through my personal development journey was going to be horrible. It was going to be dark. There were going to be things that resurfaced that I really didn't want to like come across. But you have to do that to get to the good. You know, mm -hmm. think you, the calm before the storm, all that sort of stuff, you know. You have to go through the bad to get to the good. And I think that anyone that is embarking on that journey, be prepared for it to be difficult because it is, but it doesn't mean it's not good and it doesn't mean that it's not worth it because it definitely is. Can you talk more about like, because I look at your Instagram, for example, mm. and I see big following, good looking girl, in shape, like what would, for, for people who don't know you, what mm. were you going through? Like what were your challenges? Um, so my challenges were, I was suffering massively with anxiety like humongously of anxiety like 
the person where I was confident speaking to people, you know, really, really bubbly and stuff, that completely went. Like, I was anxious all the time, waking up with nightmares, you know, not sleeping properly, not eating properly, which then in turn made me get really ill. And then when I was really ill, I was really struggling with, like, my digestion, um, in and out of hospital all the time, um, which then they couldn't diagnose me because they didn't know what the bloody hell was wrong with me. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Getting when, when, when was this, sorry? Um, so this was just before four x on the beach um but it continued after quite swiftly after i'd probably say the last two years is where i've actually been okay more so now i'm healthier than ever but yeah so when on that program you was actually at quite a low point in your life yeah i was and i felt like at the time that there was nothing to lose you know like i was you like you look at me then like i look back on pictures when i was on x on the beach i was so skinny like and for for some people they would love to be like that but deep down it was like i was so unhealthy i was going out every weekend partying running away from my problems and just avoiding it at all costs every single evening i'd come home from work i'd make plans to go out whether that was going for dinner going to see a friend go for a drive go for a coffee you can't run forever though that's the point is eventually you come to a halt and you're like i'm at breaking point so what what was you running from myself i think i think i was running from the fact that i didn't know what i wanted i didn't really i wasn't being honest with myself i don't think i think i built up this life that i wanted to live and it got to a point where i was like i just want like i wanted to be loved like i wanted to have money i wanted to travel i felt trapped like in my own life and then it got to the stage where it was like, you can't keep running from these things anymore. Like you can't run from your anxiety. You can't run for feeling depressed. You can't run from sleepless nights, not feeding yourself properly, going out, getting pissed. Like you can't keep running from it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it gets to the stage where you're like, oh, I either need to do something about this or this is going to get really bad. Like addiction can creep in and things like that. Like, do you know what I mean? You and I both know that that's like quite a nasty thing to get involved in. People around me were starting to, my mum would always say to me, Meg, like you're not the person that like I thought you would be. Like, this is not you. I was so angry at the world, like hated the world. Like it was, it was really not a good place to be in. But I look back on it now and it's like, I had to go through that pain to get to where I was. But if you can avoid that and be like, no, do you know what? I'm not going to let it get to that point. If you are anxious, if you are depressed, if you are going through these shit times, you have to you have to address it at some point. Yeah. As hard but as it is. I know fitness plays a big part in your life. Is that something that you go to for like a release or like how has that helped you in your... Because I think a lot of people are able to relate to the things that you're sharing. Let's make this live about like pr producing loads of solutions for people yeah. like what's what's really helped you i'm assuming fitness is one of them yeah definitely. so yeah tell us about some of the things but have you always trained or not um i've not always trained like consistently i've probably only really trained consistently for the last two years um but again that was at the point when i was like this needs to be a turning point i need to change my release which is where i avoid my problem to using it in a positive way and mm -hmm. the only Way that I could find that was obviously I was unhappy in my body because I was really underweight I didn't like to in turn that makes you not feel confident and then like and you can relate whether whether it's you're sort of overweight or you're underweight you know there, there are whatever is healthy to you and I wasn't healthy at the time so for me it was like how can I turn this negative into a positive so that's where training came in and then I realized that 
hold on a sec, there's a community of people that actually have the same ambition as me in this way. Like they, they go to the gym for a mental exercise rather than physical exercise. And for me, that was the only time I was working 12, 13 hour days at work, coming home and arguing with my mum, like for no reason at all, other than I was angry at life and the world. So fitness then turned into a hold on a second this is making me feel good but not only making me look good like i was thinking bloody hell we're, taking, we're killing two birds with one stone in this way and then i just fell in love with it like the the it was the only time in my life where i was like silent in my mind it was the only moment where i was like i knew that as soon as i finished work i'd go straight to the gym and i'd be like silent there'd be nothing in my brain that was like oh what about this or what worry about that or worry about this so it's a very, very good way to release the endorphins without being pissed on drugs, doing X, Y, and Z, you know? It's, it's one of those things that you can get that happiness without having to, like, destroy yourself, if you know what I mean. 100%. So we're going into a new year. Yes. People probably want to get fit. Mm. But there's hurdles. Yes. So like, what would your advice be to them, for them who are maybe a little bit intimidated to go into a gym or whatever? Did you have any of these challenges or not? Um, yeah, I think it was a comp, like, obviously from a, I don't, I never had a problem with sort of meeting new people and things like that, but I do understand, like, I joined a bodybuilding gym. So for me, that was intimidating in itself. You know, I was really worried because everybody was either extremely muscular, extremely experienced in a gym and knew exactly what they were doing. Me, didn't even know what a 20 kilo weight was. Like, I didn't know how to load a leg press. Like, I didn't know how to use half of the weights like why was that your first gym can i ask um one because it was local and two because it was small so i thought like going to like a 24-hour gym or like a pure gym it was big mm. and like i i would know i was just i wanted to keep it quite small sort of thing i trained it on oh, my ring lights died um i trained it 24 hour uh 24 7 before um but again it was quite big but the the gym that i still train at now was was local for me so it worked but i think you have to set your expectations in a realistic way like and you need to understand that there are going to be fears like we can't walk through life and expect that there's not going to be a time when we don't feel anxious or we don't fear something but i think if you if you already know that it's coming, it makes it easier to deal with. So I knew that everybody in that gym was going to know how to use a piece of equipment. And, but the moment you let that control you is the moment that you don't do anything about it. Mm. it that's the important part where you're like, I know that I'm not going to be able to use a piece of equipment. So what do you do? You ask, what's the worst case scenario? Someone turns around and says, no, okay, you ask somebody else. You know, there's always a solution to something negative in your mind. And I think that that's, you know, and now I love the gym. They're all so lovely. Like my, my judgmental behaviors against them, I was thinking, oh, they're gonna be egotistical. They're all on steroids, like all of these things. But actually they are humans, they're, they're nice people and they've helped me. So, you know, mm. there's always a positive from every negative. And I think going into the new year, people just need to set their expectations realistically and know that you're not always gonna get it right. You're not always gonna be positive, but if you can preempt some of the outcomes, you can find a solution for it. 100%. I love your gym, by the way. And I would even say a bodybuilding gym is probably a better place to start than I'm... a commercial gym. Like, I've always trained or worked in big commercial gyms, but they're full of people. They're, the people that are like a bodybuilding gym, they tend to be kinder. They're willing to teach you what to do. So from the outside, you'd be like, oh, that's really scary. Yeah. But and I think 
well like it that sort of environment instills really good behaviors in you like obviously one of my best friends she's a bodybuilder and or she's competing for her first competition this year the dedication the mindset the habitual routine every single day is the sort of thing i want to be surrounded by don't get me wrong i'm never going to be a bodybuilder and hats off to anybody that does it no judgment here at all but the type of people that go to these places understand how important it is to have daily routines in order to fuel your fire like and without that you've not really got a lot so consistency and seeing the same people and developing relationships with them like that is really important especially it was for me like it's really important to get on with people and and you know develop those relationships i love it there's so much value in this Meg. by the way you are crushing this and those right. are if you've got any questions for Meg while we're on this live, pop them in the comments and we'll make sure we'll answer them. But let's, let's bring everyone up to speed. So more recently, obviously, you've got involved with Herbalife Nutrition. Can you talk us through, like, how that started? Was you a little bit sceptical or, like, yeah, just bring us up to speed with that? Yeah, so obviously, me and Adam met um, six or seven months ago. We'd known each other previously before, but um, obviously met from a relationship perspective, which is brilliant, can't form at all, but he obviously was part of Herbalife Nutrition already. Um, and from the moment the word go, he was like, please try a shake. I was like, absolutely not. And he was like, please. And I was like, no, I don't want to drink shakes. Like, he was like, Meg, it's more than shakes. I'm like, Adam, respect me. I don't want to do it. And he was like, okay, okay, left it at that. Then he went to Barcelona and I was like, where are you going? He was like, Barcelona. I was like, with who? He's like, work. I went, oh, with Boeing. He went, no, with Herbalife. I was like, you're going to Barcelona. He went, yeah like we have yearly events like and they're all across the country like but th this one's like worldwide i was like oh sending me pictures sending me videos at this point i'm thinking i want to be in barcelona like this isn't fair like why do you get to go to barcelona but i don't look like this giant party and anyone that knows me knows that i love a rave like love music like really one of my passions like i really love music and and i was thinking he's sending me these videos and everyone's got full of energy at like seven in the morning and i'm like why am I not there? Like, I was hung over the day that he went to Barcelona. I was thinking, right, there's something wrong here. Like, something has got to change. Anyway, so he came back full of energy, full of beans. And I was thinking, where are you getting this from? Like, there's me drinking my Red Bull. And um, so I was like, he was like, please, Meg, like, please try. And at the, at the time, I was really struggling with my stomach. Like, it had got bad again. And it, and it got bad when I get, like, quite stressed with work. And my job is extremely stressful. And constantly in pain all the time and he's like babe like please try these shakes like, i promise you it will do some good like it, it's not gonna make you any worse you know so i was like right okay i'll try them like really like i don't want to do this this is like i honestly was a real skeptic like an uninformed closed-minded skeptic was the only way that i could sort of explain how i was feeling about it I tried a banana shake and i was like this tastes incredible. I didn't want to tell him this at the time, though, because I was like, I'm not going to admit defeat that I actually like this stuff. So anyway, and then as the time went on, he started introducing me to different products. And after after the first week, I was like, what the hell? Like, I feel incredible. Didn't tell him this, though, at the time, because I was like, there's got to be a there's got to be a glitch like somewhere along the line. So I was like, right, I'll carry on for a couple of weeks. And then he was like, do you want to come and bit of reverse psychology here do you want to come and support me at one of the events and I was like oh okay he's like it's in Birmingham he's like we can have a really nice night away there's a beautiful restaurant I want to take you to so I was like yeah all right then <laughs> like really up to going to Birmingham and from that point onwards my world literally got thrown upside down obviously met you guys 
met some of the other team and was like, this is the place that I've always destined to be. Like this, now finally, like all of these struggles, trials, tribulations and everything that I've gone through has come down to this point. Like at the time, obviously I was still getting such a great result from the products. I was feeling amazing. I was eating more than I'd ever eaten in my life. Like felt really healthy, training consistently, being consistent with my food, my water intake, like everything was just like, fire, 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 like feeling so great. Obviously went to uh, Winter Spec. And I was like, why is there so many people being nice to me? Like everyone just wants to talk to you and say hello and everyone hugs each other. And I'm like, bloody hell, like this is, this is great. Like this, I need to be a part of this. And that was, that was it for me. You know, I came back and I was like, right, what do I need to do to share how amazing this is with everybody else? And I'm so grateful that I'm a part of this now. It's, it's mind blowing. I love it. And by the way, I didn't know most of that story. How, how long was you saying no to Adam for? How long have you guys been? Oh, so we started dating back in July, but obviously we knew each other previously. So yeah, July, September, October was when Winter Spec was. So it was a good couple of months. And you was like, nah, mate. I was like, nah, absolutely not. I swear every morning, like drinking a shake. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why? There's me skipping breakfast, eating a Belvita at like 10 o'clock eating a mcdonald's for lunch no wonder my stomach was bad anyway like i had no idea about nutrition and then yeah mcdonald's for lunch have like some bagels for like after and then po like pre-workout have like four squares bars to get some sugar i was coffee mad i was spending about 250 pounds on starbucks so, so when i started her life it actually saved me a lot of money <laughs> so yeah like honestly just transformed like transformed my world really and my life really and, and and it's weird to think that because something if he didn't introduce me to that and obviously we didn't come around to see you guys and I didn't go to the events and didn't push myself out of what I thought I should be doing mm. like what everyone else thinks I should be doing like it scared me thinking that I'm going to be a kitchen and bathroom designer for the rest of my life like that feared me like I the fear of staying stagnant and in the same place honestly was one of my biggest fears and now that fear is just gone because I know I'm not going to be in the same place now as I am next year, you know? It really excites me. I love it. So, by the way, shout out to Adam. I know he's listening to this. For the smooth <laughs> way of getting you to go to Birmingham, like, oh, I'll take you for dinner. He did like, take a lovely restaurant, I must have to say. And What so, a guy. And we've made some amazing memories. Like, I, I look back on our relationship and how, like, quickly it's developed. But, like, I think it's so important that when you are in a relationship, like, I've been in some pretty shitty relationships, like pretty shitty relationships influenced by horrendous things like and i think it's so important that when you are in a relationship that you you do have someone that supports you in everything that you do and i was willing to support him no matter what his choices were you know but i'm so glad that i was open-minded to it like if anybody is watching this and is really skeptical i would literally say try one sip of a shake and tell me it tastes like shit because it doesn't and then drink the rest of it for a couple of days and tell me that you don't feel great because I know that you will. I love it. And it sounds like with Adam's trip to extravaganza and then your trip to Winter Spec, the events played a big part in like really helping you think differently about the company, the opportunity. So like for those who've never been to an event, I know obviously I've been to hundreds now and you've been to lots too. Yeah. Like, Really converted, but for the people that are watching this and they're like, "What is she on about?" Like, what did they did they brainwash her at this event? Like, what was it that you really got that really identified with you? I think for me, like I, 
I like getting value from things. Like I don't like investing my time in things that don't bring me anything. Like I feel like my time is so special and we don't have a lot. We don't know how long we've got on earth. Like I feel like it's, you have to be really sparse with your time. So for me, it was like, I'm taking a whole weekend out. Like I've got to get something from this. And I think the biggest thing for me, one is the sense of community. I've always craved attention from every which way possible, going on TV, being a model, being a dancer, trying to make friends with loads of people that don't actually give a fuck about me. I finally have found that sense of community where people genuinely want you to do well and genuinely make you feel good and genuinely care about you like you know like i've i've got no harm in saying this but obviously like i'll, I'll phone you or phone robin and like you're 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 just there like that you know and i think you would never get that in any walk of life normally the sense of community in our day and age has disappeared this gives you that back and that's so that that's just so humbling and i think really listening to how it can really transform people's lives like going to an event will literally flick a switch in your mind and make you feel like, even if you don't know how, will make you feel like you can accomplish anything in this world. Anything. Mm. I walked out of that event knowing and believing in myself more than I ever have done my whole life. Mm. And that's not just me trying to pity it out because it's not. Like, I'm very honest about things and I would be honest about the products and I'd be honest about things. Like, there are flavours of tea that I don't like, but I don't like lemons. That's why I don't like lemon tea. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I've got no harm in being completely brutally honest with my, like, my customers, my clients, the people that want to work with me. Like, if you're not serious about your goals, like, let's pick it up another time, you know? Like, I'm very honest in that way. I want people to be on the journey with me and not dragging people along. Like, you know what I mean? So, but if you feel like you're not ready, go to an event. Because yeah. you're not ready we're never ready for anything in our lives. You know, you can't prepare for things to happen. And when the time is right, there is no right time. So get yourself to an event. And it, w it may be the most uncomfortable situation you'll ever be in. I felt uncomfortable, you know, quite a confident person. Adam was walking around like a social butterfly. Hi mate, how are you? Hi, hi, hi. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know anybody. Like, what am I doing? Like, and then I thought, oh, I'll just sit here with my notepad, take some notes and after that, my mind blown. Love it, loved it. I love it. And we're two weeks away from kickoff, right? I bet you cannot wait. Mm. I'm so excited, I think, because, and I, th I think the thing is as well, like, you must feel like this, Jack, but every time you go to an event, you get something from it regardless. Like, even today's open, like, you know, I, was, I went in a bit of a, a like, a preconception of what the event was going to be like. But obviously, I, I listen to people speak that I've never heard speak before. Um, I took away some really good nuggets, like from like from a habit perspective, like what I can instill in my daily life, and it just reaffirms like everything that you're doing is for the right reasons, and it's like you go back to your why, why are you doing it, you know, and it it just every single event is just incredible. So I'm buzzed for yeah, a couple of weeks away. It's going to be exciting. I love it. So 2023. Yes. Oh, what 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 can we expect from you? Because I know you're playing at a much higher level now. Yes, definitely. So I'm 100% going to exponentially grow in the marketing plan, like from a Herbalife perspective, um, qualifying for as many holidays as possible. I'd be for being one of them. Um, not I'd be for Thailand being one of them. Um, and literally just gonna, I'm going all guns blazing this year. Like I just feel like you can procrastinate and you can wait and you can think about how you're going to do it, but you're not taking action. Like this year is the action year for me. You know, I've done all my I feel like I'm, I'm on a personal development journey every single day of my life and I will be for the rest of my life. But the moment you don't take action and have a goal, a goal about action doesn't happen. So for me, it's like, 
I look at my goals every single day. Like I'm going to be traveling the world as much as I can. I want to put thousands of pounds into investments. Like I'm close to completing one of my goals, which was to buy a house. Like, and you know, all of those things that are important to me and structure my life to be the best because I am going to have the best life I've decided and that's what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, also equally like supporting my family financially and, you know, ex just experiencing as much as I can. Like I got funny, well, like I got basically told I've lost a lot of people recently, like in my life, like I lost my auntie last year to, a, um, she passed, no, it was beginning. Yeah. Beginning of last year. Um, she died of a, like a brain hemorrhage, like split second, quick gone. Um, I've lost friends recently. Um, one of my mum's closest friends has just been diagnosed with terminal cancer and all of these things around you, it really does make you, it opens your eyes to why, what have you got to wait for? Nothing. Don't wait around. Get on with it. Like there, there is no time like now. Like, I don't know how I'm going to achieve half of the goals that I'm going to get there. You know, I'd, I've obviously written down how I can get there. And even if 90% of the time you might not have the faith in yourself, you've just got to do it because you'll be one step closer to that goal regardless. If I don't hit every 12 goals on my goal list this year, which I'm going to, but like, if I don't, I'm better than I was yesterday. So that's like, you know, you just got to get it into the, the bigger frame and be like, no, I'm go I'm going to do this regardless and just take action from it every single day. And I will, I probably can't say it on the live, but I hopefully won't be employed by the end of this year. <laughs> I like to be running my businesses full time. <laughs> I love it. Wait, please don't sack me. <laughs> I love and I want to see those 12 goals, by the way, because we will help you. We will, yeah. we'll, we'll hold you We'll give you some support. So, what coffee did you spend all your money on, by the way? Starbucks. Cool. So, you're walking into Starbucks tomorrow morning. Yeah, let's say you have a, a rare Starbucks now, rather than your tea and aloe. Yeah. And on the right, this is the last question, yeah, because you've been great. On the right side, the 18 year old Megan is sat there. Do you speak to her and give her some advice, or do you just let her do what she's going to do? No, I need to speak to her immediately. <laughs> immediately. Do yeah. not go down all of that pain path. Like, do not do it. Like, I could have saved myself so much. Like, I, it, it's hard because, like, I don't ever regret anything in my life. Like, I'm not one to live through regrets. But I do feel like I could have made it a bit easier for myself, you know? Like, I do. And the problem was is, like, me and my brother are so different. Like, that's why I love him to bits, you know? Like, but we... We are so different. So from an advice perspective, we never really met eyes because we, we live two very different lives. Like he's gone down like the university route. He's got an apprenticeship at Kew Gardens, like loves all of that. And I'm so proud of him. But I've always never wanted an ordinary life. And I just think that if 18 year old Meg was sat there, I would literally just say to her, quit your bullshit and get on with it. Like I sometimes you need to give yourself some tough love. Like I'm all I'm a big emotional supporter and I can give sympathy down to the ground. But sometimes you do need people to be like, quit your bullshit and carry on. Like, get on with it. So you get one minute with 18 year old Meg. Are you going in with tough love or are you going to give her some like? No, I would probably soften the blow a bit. You know, like I feel like I'd be like, look, I'll get, actually we'll do a shit sandwich we no yeah positive sandwich actually not a shit sandwich so you say something good to start off with like you have to believe in yourself like every single thing that you have done to this day is for this moment now like you have got the courage you have got the in belief you know you you have to believe in yourself you have to love yourself you know because nobody else is going to love you as much as you love yourself 
these are the things I would tell her first to instill the inner confidence rather than the external confidence. You know, I'd say wipe off that makeup. You're beautiful without it for a start. I know I'm wearing makeup now, but we've just come back from the event, but I wear no makeup 90% of the time. And I'm confident of that, you know, and I would tell her all of these things, but then I would go in with a tough love and be like, you need to, you need to put the foot on the gas now. Like there is no time like now you will learn so much. Like the personal development I've made in the past four months is ridiculous. So 18 year old Meg, she's quite vulnerable at that time. You know, you, she's quite manipulative. We can, we can mold her into something that would be great. And then I'd close it with a, a good sandwich and be like, enjoy your coffee, but you'll love aloe more. <laughs> no. I love it. This has been so good. Thanks, Thanks for the time. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And we'll do it again soon because I know there's more parts of the story that we can, we can share. Thanks for having me anyway. No props. See you soon. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye.